we're seeing new generations coming along now. I've got two teenage children and, and sustainability is at the forefront of their mind now. Whenever they're looking to choose who they're going to use, who they're going to buy, where they're going to go, they instantly look for sustainability. Hello, I'm Holly Mackay. And I'm Ishita Cabra-Davis. Welcome to our extra show, where we talk about today's insights for tomorrow's challenges. Yes, whether you're an aspiring startup, a savvy small business, or leading an established enterprise, we're going to bring you expert thinking on the big trends impacting businesses everywhere. So Ishita, tell me what's coming up today. This week, we're talking about seizing sustainability opportunities. What are the biggest opportunities out there? And why is it so important to act now? We're joined this week by Paul Fletcher, Director of Business Banking. Paul, welcome to the show. Hi, great to be here. Thank you. So, Paul, in your experience, what are the big barriers holding small businesses back from becoming more sustainable? I know from my own experience, it's something I plan to do more about. It's on that to-do list, that endless to-do list. But sometimes it's really hard to know where to actually start. Um, I think one of the big barriers is, is knowledge and, and, and awareness around climate, around sustainability. Uh, we're, we're seeing lots of information hitting us all of the time when you turn on the TV, when you're looking on social media, when you're looking on the Internet. And it's very easy then to say, Christ, where, where do I start with this? Um, you know, how does this affect my business and what can my small business do you know, to help and, and, and join that journey? Uh, and I think it is those questions that are asked there is that, you know, what are the risks if I don't become more sustainable and what are opportunities if I do become uh, more sustainable as well, which can be a concern and, and cause people to maybe knock it down the to do list, as you were saying um, yourself there. I think a couple of other things to take into account as well is where do I go for help? Where do I go for support? Who do I speak to? You know, because that can help you in terms of saving time. It can help you in terms of giving you some great ideas and most of all, some inspiration to make that first step. And I think we all know with, with businesses, it's incredibly busy. And one of the biggest barriers is everything that's going on with businesses. You know, our businesses, they're the ones they walk in the morning, you know, they, 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 they open, the, uh, open the premises and, uh, and switch the lights on. They deal with the day and it goes into the evening and then they're the ones that actually lock the door and switch the lights off at night as well. So there's a multitude of things they have to think about, you know, about staffing, about product, um, about production, about supply chain, HR, regulation. And of course, we're seeing some real challenges at the moment that are coming from the sort of worldwide macro issues. You know, the pandemic hasn't gone away and it's still having a knock-on effect. And of course, more recently, you know, we've seen the, uh, the the impact of the Ukraine crisis as well. So lots of things that could become barriers and make you think, well, you know what, I'll just keep doing what I'm doing and I'll leave sustainability for another day. Now, Paul, running a business can feel 24-7. You've touched on that. I mean, in your example, I agreed with you, but you actually said when people, it's the business owners who unlock the door at the beginning of the day. And I think, well, that's if they didn't sleep yeah. on the office floor <laughs> at night. So it's busy, right? And sustainability isn't always front of mind. Give me some ideas on how a founder could start, you know, to think about a more sustainable business model. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the first thing is making a start, isn't it? It's fighting through those barriers and investing some time to start looking, well, you know, where am I now with my business? As I mentioned a moment ago, what are my goals? And then can I actually look at that and move in a more sustainable way? Um, you know, tapping into sort of um, people who can help you, people who can give you advice. 
and then perhaps looking at what the opportunities are. And I think that's the big takeaway from today's sort of podcast is that there's some massive opportunities to help grow businesses, to help future-proof businesses, but also to help mitigate the risks that are out there that businesses see every day. So I think by, by, by looking into that, by speaking to the sort of trusted advisors that you've got around you, by speaking to you know, businesses like yourselves who have, have been there and, and are already on the journey, um, you can then start get the ideas on, on what can I do? And you can split that into two parts, roughly. One is looking at perhaps the operational side of your business. That could be everything from the premises, the transport, the supply chain that you've got within your business. How can I make that more sustainable by stripping it down and looking at your impact now and looking at where you want to go? And I think the most exciting part is looking at the product range and the, the offering that you may have and saying, you know what, is this going to potentially open up new markets for me? Is this going to bring in new opportunities where I can really make a difference? I can future-proof my business and I can differentiate myself away from the competitors um, because the, we, we're looking ahead, looking down the road in terms of what's coming um, and then adapting our business accordingly. We're seeing new generations coming along now. I've got two teenage children and, and sustainability is at the forefront of their mind now. Whenever they're looking to choose who they're going to use, who they're going to buy, where they're going to go, they instantly look for sustainability. And that's something we're seeing a lot with businesses now, which is really exciting. Now, Paul, we've talked a bit about where businesses can go to get the ideas and tools they need for help. And you've mentioned a few times um, going to advisors. I've got a great network of advisors who have been invaluable to, to me and my business. But they take time, don't they, mm. to find. How would you suggest to people listening at the start of their journey, you know, where can people go to look for these advisors if they don't have that network today? Absolutely. Yeah, very, very true in what you say there, uh, Holly. Um, I think, as I mentioned before, you know, look at who you already know and start the conversation. One of the things that, that we're finding when we speak to businesses is a number of them are already on the journey. A number of them are already down the track in terms of sustainability. And you can ask them who they've been speaking to. What have they been doing from there? You could go to your accountant and speak to them. I know that may be seen as sometimes a little bit of an old fashioned view, but the accountants that we're dealing with in the East Midlands are very progressive around what they're doing. They're, they're being able to talk to people about what changes they can make, the financial um, positive impacts that could be there as well around taxation and grants. But there's various business groups as well. We work closely with the local chambers, the Federation of Small Businesses, who are again making changes to the advice they give. And suddenly then you're opening up that exciting network, as you say, Holly, that people who are at various stages of their sustainability journey one, they can inspire you, and I think that's the, the best part about it. But they can also save you time, potentially save you money, and introduce you to people who can help you and, and really make a difference. I've personally also found that going to a lot of um, events to even network with mm -hmm. people and learn more about the topic at hand, you know, sustainability, because what does that mean? It's such a wide topic. Mm -hmm. But going to industry-specific um, events has really helped me even build out my network. Because you kind of sometimes don't have those people in your existing network. Um, and I think that's where going to these events on your own alone has been one of those practical tips that I always recommend to someone. Absolutely. It's a great tip. And, and we're seeing more of these events coming along now. I think a lot of them are virtual. Um, so if you are a little bit nervous about going out alone, then you can do that. I guess what you miss out then is interacting with people, you know, having a chat with them over a coffee and, and really finding out and asking those 
what you may feel are stupid questions, but there's no such thing as a stupid question. You know, everybody's been in that position that you're in before and they can really help and make a difference. And then you suddenly realize you're not alone. You suddenly then get inspired by what they've done because you realize they've been through the same journey as well. So uh, that's a, a great piece of advice. Thank you so much for all those tips and ideas for small business owners on how we can start to think about sustainability in our business. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. So now on to three key actionable steps to building a more sustainable business. Step one is embrace transparency and know your starting point. Ashita, what was your starting point? I found that um, when I was founding my startup, you know, I really found that there was no one size fits all, especially when it comes to sustainability, because everyone's business is so different. So it's really about assessing individually the impact of running your business on the environment and then identifying the room for improvement, you know, the biggest areas that you have out there. Oftentimes, that's really reviewing your supply chain. Um, so things like sourcing locally through suppliers, which I think is super relevant because of Brexit. Um, and also things like, you know, looking and working with suppliers who do have sustainability credentials, um, wherever that's possible, so as to, you know, minimize the emissions that you have on the planet. And moving on to step two, start small. So Holly, where would you start? I love hearing those words, start small. Um, There's some obvious things we can all think about, you know, whether it's ridding your workplace of plastic cups, um, switching suppliers to a more sustainable one. You've just touched on that, Ashita. For me, the one single thing that all business owners can do that I believe will make a dramatic change is perhaps counterintuitively to look at your workplace pension for your staff. So all employers have to set up a workplace pension. And actually, you know, where that money is invested on behalf of your staff can make a really dramatic um, impact on the environment. But for me, that's one relatively small, quick step that we can all take that will make a really dramatic impact, I think. I suppose put your money where your mouth is, right? Uh, totally. And it's sort of hidden, right? Because pensions are this strange, opaque thing that no one really fully understands. But at the end of the day, that is just a pool of our money, which is being invested. And the Make My Money Matter campaign think that 10 out of every £10 in pensions, up to £2 of that is somehow connected to deforestation, right? So you start to see how you can actually make a big impact and make your money talk, as you say, Ashita. Love that. And and I need to go and look at what we're doing uh, in terms of our pensions that we're providing to our employees. Step three, Ashita, is stay committed and unlock people power. How have you used people power on your journey? Yeah, I think decarbonisation, uh, fancy word, right? But really all about, you know, how you can have a positive impact on the climate. It's not an overnight journey and it's something that you really need to plan so it's a step-by-step process. We just gave three steps. So it's really about working towards realistic goals. And I think including your team, your employees, um, you know, onto that journey will really make you much more committed. And you'll come up with great ideas and how committed you all want to be individually, whether it's just by, you know, removing those plastic cups or wider things like being certified as a B Corp. I think also, um, as well as asking your team, for me, it's about asking the customers as well. So asking your customers what it is that they care about. And we've been tracking this at at Boring Money over the last sort of three or four years. What do people really care about when it comes to investing their money sustainably? And we've seen over that time, for example, sort of 
trends have shifted a bit. It used to be all about the environment, but recently more sort of social aspects have Mm -hmm. come into it, awareness about fair pay and working conditions. And so sort of I find touching in with our customers, with our readers sort of periodically is a really good way to make sure that as a business, you're aligned with sustainability through the lens of what your customers actually expect from you and what they want. Extremely relevant because I think everyone's been talking about how your business actually, you know, isn't just a brand, it's a community. So including and involving your customers, taking them on that journey with you and being really transparent. I think that's what people resonate with at the moment as well. And I think, Ashita, what's really key about this as well is um, it's commercially um taking that opportunity as well so we're not just talking about sustainability because we think we should do the right thing in inverted commas i think there's no shame in actually looking at this and saying i personally as a founder want to do that and i want to get on board with this but actually commercially it's a good thing for me because it's what my customers expect it's one of and particularly for if a business like yours if i look at it you know it's one of your key usps isn't it so you've done a really nice job of intertwining what you personally want and stand for with something that hopefully you know will go on to bring you a lot of commercial success too thank you holly well that's the end of our episode today uh thank you so much to paul fletcher for his sustainability know-how and thank you to our listeners we're here to help equip you for your business journey and we hope you found today's episode useful And if you're looking to find out more on this topic, discover resources and info on the Royal Bank website. Thanks, everyone. See you next time.